Hello, and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about how to start finishing projects you've set aside. new year happy new year i think this is we're going to be a couple of weeks into the new year when this airs yeah but it's the first time we've spoken in 2023 it is i mean other than our daily wordle texting well that's different from speaking, <laughs> yeah but yes but yes we have not been out of touch that's part's nice <laughs> right right um yeah happy new year i i i think 2023 is going to be a hard year for me to remember (laughs) you know like (laughs) that's funny (laughs) well you know like it's going to take me a long time to write 2023 instead of 2022 why do you suppose that's the case because it doesn't feel like a real year it's i don't know why yeah well I'm just going to have to get used to it, I guess. Right. There's something about the symmetry or um, alliteration of 2020 and then 2022 that yeah. 2023 doesn't really um, fit in. No, no. But I'm going to have to get over that because apparently this happens every 365 days. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to say, you have, you have 360, what? Three days left to uh, figure it out. <laughs> right, exactly. Start it all over. Again. Do you go through this every year? Um, no, some years are easier than others. This one just—I don't know. It just feels weird. I'll, you know, I'll get used to it eventually. Like <laughs> September, October. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, well, one of the most exciting things I did over the um over sort of the break between christmas and new year's was i finished a project (laughs) that i started in 1978 (laughs) (laughs) wow yes that's impressive well there's so many impressive things about that most of mostly that you actually did it but also that was something that you still had (laughs) I can't even do the math. It was so long ago. Yes. Well, yeah. um, 40 years. Yes, I was 11. Uh-huh. So it was 44 years ago. <laughs> Ish. And um, it is a, a cruel project. A, you know, it's a cruel embroidery project. That's a pillow. And I found it at my mom's house when we were clearing it out and you know getting it ready to sell and and so I brought it home with me however many years ago that was (laughs) several Mm -hmm. and I've I've carried it around a couple of times thinking that I would work on it and I just 
didn't do it but wait wait wait. i'm sorry to interrupt you but what do you mean by you've carried it around oh like i've brought it with me on trips oh wow okay you know so like, it's been on your mind ever since your mom died or ever since you cleared you found it yeah, yeah yeah like oh my gosh i have to finish this i have to finish this and uh but you know i didn't for a number of years and this time when we took our annual trip up to Timberline. I brought it with me. And I think what helped is that there were several people doing textile projects. There Mm. was a couple of knitters and a crocheter and someone else doing embroidery. And so we were basically caught in a blizzard with gale force winds and trapped inside on the mountain. And so I worked on it. And I'm then. So glad it, you brought it with you. It would have, you would have been so bummed if you decided not to bring it this particular trip. Yes. When you had the perfect circumstances to work yeah. on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, my goal was to finish it before I came home. And I finished it right before dinner. On, in fact, I made us a, a few minutes late to dinner because I wanted to finish it before we left for dinner. And um, and I did. It was very exciting. It's a it's a pillow, um, like a throw a throw pillow. Yeah, like a throw pillow. So this is just the fabric that you sew into a pillow cover, um, and it is from 1978, <laughs> and it, it looks so 1978. I'll share a picture of. Oh, good. Um, I haven't sewn it into the pillow yet, but um, I'll. Just, I'll share a picture of it, and it is, um, it has ladybugs on it, and it is a lot of rainbow, <laughs> and it says "I love you" with each letter being sort of a different um, colors and different stitches. It's sort of like a fancy sampler, really. It's like a lot of different stitches combined. Well, you sent me a picture of it. It's adorable. Um, yeah, and, and it does smack of the late seventies, and also a teenager. You know, I mean, yes. it's just it's a it's, but it's really great. So, um, are you? Do you think you'll be putting it, make, transforming it into a pillow soon? Yes, nice. I'm hoping to do that soon. Um, and I don't. I mean, it's part of the problem is that the material has frayed a lot around the edges so i don't know if there's enough material left to sew it into the pillow cover the way you're supposed to so Mm. i might have to like cut it out and you know sort of um sew the edges and then sew it onto something else Mm -hmm. and let it be good enough right because no matter what it's going to be adorable and have a great story behind it i assume you're going to keep it right and oh oh yeah 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 definitely use it but the thing that's crazy is i looked at it and it and the instructions are um uh instead of being numbered they're alphabet they're you know it's like instruction a instruction Mm -hmm. b instruction c and it goes a through r and for some reason i stopped like in the middle of i oh and like literally in the middle of it i didn't it was a it was a 
um, in the in the second O, and it was <laughs> a chain stitch mm-hmm. around part of the O, and like in the middle of the chain stitch, I just stuck the needle in the material and stopped. Maybe you got a call from a boy. But it's possible. But I, I was 11, so. <laughs> I don't know. Were you, I, was not, I personally wasn't getting calls from boys at 11. I don't think that. You may well have been. <laughs> I, was, I maybe got a call from a girl to talk about a boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just, that's great. So when you, so you had the good sense to bring it with you. You, were, you had the, the company that made it just feel so great to get started finishing it yes and then did you have any uh difficulty with the actual finishing part of it well um my cruel embroidery skills were a little rusty yeah (laughs) i bet mine Uh, are too it's so funny do people do cruel embroidery anymore i I don't i don't think so and for people who are listening cruel embroidery is essentially embroidery but instead of using embroidery floss which is like a smooth special kind of thread that you use it's yarn and you um you know like you take a piece of yarn and sometimes you have to take out plies and use like one ply or two ply or something like that and then there are some stitches that you can do with it that you don't do with embroidery floss like stitching through it or and stuff like that but essentially it's just a kind of embroidery oh i'm so glad that you explained that because i did a number of cruel embroidery projects as a child and I never paused to consider what cruel embroidery was. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's spelled C-R-E-W-E-L. It's not C-R-U-E-L. Right. right. We would never do C-R-U-E-L embroidery. No. That's just mean. <laughs> it's so weird that I never thought about how it was distinct from other types of embroidery. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Yeah. So um, your skills were, you had to, to, to um, polish them up. Yeah, and the and um, so, you know, my stitches were not perfect, certainly, <laughs> and um, and there were a couple of times where I thought like, oh, you know, I should practice this stitch before I do it on the project, and I thought like, oh, why? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, half of it I did when I was eleven, and I certainly was not a stellar embroiderer at that point (laughs) right so um i just really wanted to to finish it and to have it done and there was something about like doing it and then and because i was doing it with this whole group of friends um they were really cheering me on and asking how it was going and wanting to look at it and super excited so that really helped a lot too yeah, yeah, that's true. It's nice that you had someone to show off your progress to who would cheer you on. I mean, yes, I show off my knitting progress to my husband all the time, and he somewhat cheers me on, but I'm not sure. If, I think it's only out of obligation. <laughs> don't think he really cares. Um, yeah. Oh, that's, that's terrific, Shannon. Probably my um inclination under other circumstances would been to like sort of keep it secret and not tell anyone I was starting it in case I didn't finish it mm-hmm. but I I think you know sort of getting other people involved really helped a lot right absolutely and that you had a little bit of accountability too right 
Yeah. I, I mean, even though they wouldn't have chastised you if you didn't finish, I suppose. But No. But yeah, having no. that community aspect of it, uh, I know that helps me a lot. And that yeah. any kind of accountability helps me a lot. I've been, I, you know, I do um, hand lettering and stuff. And, and what's one of the reasons I enjoy a bullet journal. Um, and I've, over the course in the last few weeks, getting ready for the new year, and I've been doing my new bullet journal it happened to it started like December 24th when I needed a new journal but anyway I use an erasable pen and mm-hmm. I find that I've been doing a lot of erasing and redoing instead of just thinking this header is good you know is good enough because right. it's just for me <laughs> it certainly yeah. is good enough and the amazing thing I find is when I find when I stop I move on which I mean I don't belabor things too much but when i look back at it it always looks quite good like right yeah i mean good enough really in the stuff that i do this stuff is definitely is good enough but sometimes when you're in the midst of it of a project you can't see that good enough is good enough yeah it can it can be difficult to to see that in the moment um and and there is something about time distance away from it and coming back to it that makes it look perfectly fine mm-hmm. like sometimes even impressive like wow how did i do that that's cool <laughs> right yeah it's it's definitely it's so true um and so maybe putting uh going back to things what am i trying to say i'm thinking like if you're in this, oh, I give up, I'm not doing this right. I mean, we don't know why you stopped your cruel embroidery, but lots of us stop <laughs> lots of things because it's going, not going well or whatever, right. or it's not good. It's not good, so you stop. I do that with knitting too. Um, trying to get back to it before too much time has elapsed might be a good idea, or at least getting back to it at all. I guess that's part of it. Well, that. you know, I would suggest getting back to it uh, sooner than 44 years. <laughs> Yes, I would say so. It's like you set a very good example of what's possible. (laughs) Especially if your mom is not a hoarder um, and keeps everything. (laughs) Yeah. Because you may not find it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like giving yourself a little space if something, if you're you're not liking how something is going, you know, a little bit of space can make it feel easier when you come back to it to finish it. Absolutely. And this applies to so many things, doesn't it? I mean, we're talking Mm -hmm. about handicrafts, but it applies to just like lots of projects around the house and work and everything else. Yeah. Well, I just remembered another project that I, or sort of stack of projects, shall we say. Um, I, we get the the physical Sunday New York Times, mm-hmm. and I like to do the crossword in the New York Times magazine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I don't finish it, but I won't let Mike throw throw it away. Oh. <laughs> and so I ended up with a stack of like crossword puzzle, you know, New York Times Times magazines folded open to the crossword puzzle where the crossword puzzle was like two thirds of the way done. And, um, and I actually, I sat down and finished all of them. 
Wow. When did you do that? um, I did it over the last two weeks. I just, I had sort of done the current one and I wanted to do another one. I'm like, oh, well, I'll try this one. And when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, I remember why I stopped Mm -hmm. because this was hard. But enough time had passed that some things just came to me immediately. You know, things that I had no idea what the answers were when I was working on them. And then I just sort of worked through the stack over a couple of weeks and it was really satisfying. Well, that's terrific. Yeah, so that feeling that you get when you finish something that you've put aside is so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's, you know, there's like, even if you're not thinking about it all the time, there's sort of some energy, like it takes up mm-hmm. some part of your brain, these things that are not finished. And kind of closing that loop and finishing it um, gives you that brain space back. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. Even when you're not aware of it. It's just, mm-hmm. then, it, yeah, when you have that, that feeling that you get when it's done and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Or even, or, you know, maybe not worry, but think. Like, I'm, I'm currently working on a painting with Bix, and it's, we've had three... <laughs> applications of paint uh-huh. <laughs> and I still don't I can't figure out what finish looks like <laughs> so soon I'm going to have to just call it good enough I think right but I'm going to try to channel but but the reason that popped to mind is that's been weighing on my mind mm-hmm. this unfinished canvas that Bix right. will, will apply more paint with his tongue <laughs> that is so cute <laughs> um that, that brings up a good point, though, is that sometimes you just get to call something done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm finished with this, even if it's not finished. Like, you know, I could have very easily, like, looked at that stack of crossword puzzles and been like, mm, I'm finished with these, even though they aren't done, right. and put them in the recycling. Right, right. So, you know, I think that also counts as finishing Finishing. something like you you're making a decision that i'm done with this yes that's something that we do in my company all the time right we're helping Mm -hmm. people let go of stuff all the time and a lot of it is unfinished projects that they realize yep i'm never going to finish it and it feels good to say to let to just admit it Mm -hmm. and let it go well you know it just occurred to me it's tangentially (laughs) related Actually, maybe it's not enough related. Anyway, I'll be really fast. <laughs> I just learned about a project that's in Seattle um, where people, where crafters finish um, projects that were left behind by people who have died. Oh. That they started, that the person who died started. Uh-huh. And then, then um, the people finish it and then they give it back to the family members. Oh, I think I heard about that recently. Yeah, it was in the, I don't know, saw it online somewhere. But yeah. I, I signed up to be a finisher because that seems like a really satisfying thing to do. Oh, um, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, but you don't have to. I mean, it's the flip side of what we're talking about, which is, which is while you're still alive, you don't have to finish if you don't want to. Right. But and letting it hang around isn't that helpful. No, but, the you know, so the encouragement is to make a decision. Mm-hmm. to you know I'm going to continue working on this and finish it or I am done with this and I can move on right um yeah and I think you know with perfectionism it can make that decision difficult 
um, and you know can m make the idea of finishing it seem harder than it is. So you know, you might want to give yourself like a little trial run. Well, I'm just going to spend 15 minutes with this. And if I don't enjoy it, or I don't feel compelled to keep on with it, then I can call it done and be done with it. Let it go. Yeah, that's a great idea. See how it feels to work on it. Because sometimes yeah. getting started again is the hardest part. But it's just like lots of things. If you just set a timer and say you're going to do it for a little while, you'll find out whether it's something that you would right. enjoy continuing to do or not. Right, right. So we would love to hear from you, our listeners. How do you finish projects? How do you get started finishing? You can let us know on Instagram or Facebook at Getting to Good Enough. You can head over to the website, gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment in the show notes. You can give us a call at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843 and leave us a voice message about all about it. Uh, until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I still can't believe I finished it. It's like so thrilling. I can't wait to post a picture for everyone to see. <laughs>